Hello, welcome to the Oswald Gamer. I'm your host, Rob. And in this video, I am going to be looking at and talking you through a regiment of renown from the Mad King Rises 4. So this is the death book for the ongoing narrative for the Dawnbringer Crusades. And in this book, we have got several of the different Mortarks, which are the kind of lieutenants to Big Popper Nagash. And they have all got their own regiments of renown, which you can include in other factions other than their home faction. So the one we're looking at is going to be Lady Alinda, the Mortark of Grief. And she is kind of like the Care Bears, just like more scary. Like, you know, the Care Bear of Love. And this is the Mortark of Grief. Anyway, she has got a series of models that you can take in her regiment of renown. You just can't play them in a Nighthaunt army. Instead, you'd play them in one of the other armies is how regiments of renown work. When you do deploy them in your... So when you write them on your list, you've got to include all the units and it gives you the to points cost of what the uh, the regiment is. And then when you deploy them on the battlefield, they all drop as one, which is quite cool. It's a nice little uh, way to change up uh, how th these things work. So it's quite fun. I quite like that. The story right now uh, for Lady Alinda... The story for this regiment is that Lady Alinda had been uh, spurned by uh, Catacross. She made some advances and she was spurned. So she went on a rampage across the mortal realms and decided that she was going to uh, attack some would-be humans, uh, taking out her rage on them versus Catacross, who was really responsible for her feelings. This battalion is, or this regiment of renown, is the only... Uh, regiment of renown where it's more expensive to take the regiment than it would be to take the individual units in them however um you can put them uh you can put them in other armies they're not normally allowed to be taken in so that's basically what's happening anyway so let's go and look at uh lady alinda um uh, and her Gussie. So the Sorrowmorn Choir is the name of the Regiment of Renown. And in that, you get Lady Alinda, 10 Dreadscythe Haradins, and two units of four Mimron Banshees. They do have the ability to have uh, the Ethereal uh, applies to them. So uh, this is going to give them a bunch of stuff that they get from the allegiances that you would normally see in Nighthorn, which means they have a six-up ward save for every model in the unit. They also get Retreat and Charge, which is great because that's what they have in Nighthorn. And they also ignore all modifiers, positive and negative, to their save roll. So they effectively have an unrendable save. So they play exactly how you would expect Nighthorn units to play. They also have the special rule Harvesters of Sorrow. In the battle shot phase, enemy units cannot issue or receive commands while they're within three inches of any units of this regiment of renown. In addition, if you make an unmodified charge roll of an eight for a unit in this regiment of renown, the strike first effect applies until the end of the turn. So this isn't just no commands. This is only in the battle shock phase. And you have to be locked in combat with this unit as well. So it's within three inches. So it's not super strong, especially compared to some of the other regiments of renown we've seen where, you know, you can change battle tactics or teleport within six inches. All of these have been pretty resounding and powerful. This one feels not very strong at all and very much feels like the allegiance abilities that you already get for these units anyway. So, you know, especially when we look at, like, you know, the OCR Bone Reapers one, when you include uh, the Morgast, those Morgast 
are going to be able to turn off objectives, just uh, sorry, commands, just because it's on their war scroll. However, there is a lot to the war scrolls for the units in this battalion that might be able to make some of the other death factions more appealing. So first up, let's look at Lady Alinda. She's a two-cast wizard that's got seven wounds, a four-up armor save, and a four-up ward save. So she's fairly survivable, and she's not terrible in combat with four attacks at damage two, but she's not great either. But she is a two-cast wizard. That's important. She also has the ability once per battle at the start of your hero phase to heal up to D6 slain models from every friendly Nighthaunt summonable unit, which is all of the units in this regiment, which is pretty nice. She's also got the Mortark of Grief, which is roll a dice. Each time an enemy unit issues a command within 12 inches on a 5+, plus, that command is not received. Now, this isn't anywhere near as strong, obviously, as what we've seen from things like, obviously, the command core from Cities of Sigmar. But it's still pretty good. Seven wounds, four up armor save, with its unrendable, four up ward save, a massive AoE heal, and then the ability to shut down commands. Pretty nice. In addition, she has the ability to lift the veil. The real question is, which veil is she lifting? And when you do this in the shooting phase, on a one, nothing happens, but on a two plus, whatever you rolled on the results is going to equal that many mortal wounds to the enemy. Uh, and if any more models were slain by this ability, you can heal D3 wounds allocated to, uh, to this unit for each model that was slain. So you've also got another way to potentially heal her as well, which is quite nice. So she's a really good solo operative. She's also got her own spell, Grief Stricken, which is a cast of 18 inches uh, and cast on a seven. You pick an enemy within range and visible to cast it. You subtract one from hit rolls for attacks made by that unit and add one to hit rolls for attacks made by melee weapons by friendly Nighthorn. Now, that's only, obviously, going to affect units uh, in this regiment, especially if you put them in, you know, an OCR Bone Reapers army or a Flesh Eater Quartz army. So it's not that scalable, but minus one to hits, nice enough. She's a two-cast wizard, so she also can cast a Mystic Shield on another unit, Obviously not on the Nighthorn units, but she could do it on, you know, a Flesh Eater Course character or something. Um, which is fine, I guess. Overall, like, her points cost wholesale in Nighthorn's pretty good, 270. Bringing in a... Bringing in a 270-point two-cast wizard into any of the armies that can do mortal wounds at range, do a bit of a heal, is pretty good. But she's at 270 points. She's 630 points because of the other units. So let's look at those. There's one unit of 10 Dreadscythe Haradins. And now these are really legit. They've got four attacks each that are fours and fours unless they charge. And on a turn in which they charge, uh, you get to add one to hit rolls and wound rolls. Uh, it's not just on the charge, by the way. It's all the time. As long as uh, there is a unit within six inches, enemy unit within six inches, got any models that were slain this turn. So that means you're going to be having 40 attacks, 41 because of the champion, hitting on threes, wound on threes, uh, with no rend. That's the problem. And damage one. So I guess the real situation here is that you want to cast Hoarfrost on this unit. So then they go up to having Ren 3. And 40 attacks, Ren 3 is actually really, really good. And then finally, you've got the Harrowing Shriek, which is subtract one from wound rolls for attacks made by enemy units within three inches of this unit uh, that made a charge move in the same turn. So there's the ability to put minus one to wound in another army which I find it quite interesting. You can bring a minus one to hit shot, a minus one to wound shot, uh, not shot, but effect into, you know, Flesh Eater Courts, which really do need something to help with their survivability. But I don't think you're going to do that because Flesh Eater Courts have, need all their heroes. We'll talk about that at the end. So Dead Side Haradins, very good. And then finally you got the Mimron Banshees. Uh, yeah, you would need another wizard for Hoarfrost because 
Lady Alinda won't be able to take it. And then there's two units of Mimron Banshees. And these are actually, again, great. They've got one wound each, and they're a unit of four. So very fragile. So it's just four wounds on a four-up armor save, six-up ward save in this battalion. The reason that you take them, they're actually not bad in combat either. Two attacks each, that's eight attacks from the unit, hit on fours, wound on a three, ren two damage two is a good profile. They've got the ability Spell Eaters, which after you've done an Unbind or Dispel, if an enemy Endless Spell or even an enemy, enemy Spell may affect a unit, so it's uh, wholly within 12 inches um, of this unit, then you roll 2d6, and as long as you beat the casting value, so not what the opponent cast it on, so if they cast it on a 10, it's, if the spell is only only needs a 5 to cast, you've just got to roll a 6 to beat it. So you've just got to beat the casting value, not what the person rolled and then this is going to protect loads of an army and there's two units so imagine like effectively two no myriad auras around your army from the mimron banshees is what you've got here so overall you have and you know not a bad melee unit anyway so overall you've got like the ability to do spells and do mortal wounds at range, and do some healing. You've got the ability to do quite a lot of attacks out of one of the units, and you've got this big AoE spell-shutting-down aura from two of the other units, all for 630 points. The thing is, is I don't know if any of the other armies need it. OCR Bone Reapers already have a spell ignore. Flesh Eater Courts are so kind of built around how you want to have units die and then come back and generate all of the delusion points. I don't think that that's very relevant either for those. So I just, Assault Black Gravelords, I don't know. They can have a lot of cheap units. I don't know if they need any of this in their army as well. They've got units that can fight. The spelling more the spelling norm might legit be nice. That might be something that they help. So I'm not really sure what this does and for which army this does it for and which army you would want to take it in. That's kind of the problem. And the fact that you're already paying more points for this than the constitute parts makes me a little bit disappointed. Uh but yeah. I just don't really see the the game plan for this this regiment renown. But if you do have any ideas, do let me know, and then let me uh, let me know in the comments. And thanks for watching the video. I hope you've liked it. Uh, thanks. I've, I've been enjoying making little shorter videos about each regiment versus one giant one, uh, and chatting about it. It's been really cool. Thanks to Twitch chat for hanging out. Thanks to everyone on the Patreon for supporting the show. Loads of love. Hope you enjoyed the video. Comments, like, subscribe. That would all be great. Thank you.